we're going to have a conversation here that kind of surprises me. Um, we've spent a lot of time here on this show recently talking about the high cost of living. I mean, you name it, right? Inflation across the board, food prices, gas prices, interest rates, all of it. Um, and we know that it's led to some decision-making for some of us, a lot of us, changing travel plans, things like that. But... According to a new survey by TD, we have not reached the point where rising costs have put a lid on Canadians' desire to spend money. It's not even slowing them down in some cases. In the month of May, for example, spending was up 15% year over year. So in May of 2022, Canadians spent 15% more than they did in May of 2021, far, far outpacing the inflation rate, 7.7%, almost doubling it. So what's going on? We're going to have a chat now with Leslie Preston, who is TD's senior economist and one of the report's authors. Um, Leslie, thanks so much for joining us. Appreciate your time today. My pleasure. I was really surprised when I when I saw the results of this because we keep talking about how expensive things are, but your findings are it's not expensive enough to slow down spending. Canadians are still going for it, right? Yes. Well, I think Canadians are are uh, experiencing a bit of a post lockdown, you know, um, renaissance. You know, people for the first time able to travel again, get out, go to restaurants. That said, when you look at spending on a month over month basis, there is some slowing. Yeah. Uh, in the intro, you cited the year on year, and that's certainly up at a very strong pace. But uh, we are seeing some slowing on a month on month basis, and as you mentioned, inflation is high. So. This data is reported, this is credit card, debit card spending data. Uh, It's reported in nominal terms. So there is increasingly a wedge between these nominal spending tallies that you hear cited and if they're deflated by the CPI, what they are in real terms. That said, spending is still up in real terms uh, through May. Has it changed in terms of how we're spending our money? Are we moving to areas? I mean, I know during pandemic, like we were talking about renos and home improvement, things like that was through the roof. Has that changed? Absolutely. We've seen a big shift. Uh, We're seeing a shift away from goods and all, like you said, those things we consumed when we were stuck in our homes to more services, a real uh, resurgence in spending on entertainment and recreation. Um, You know, things like concert tickets, um, yeah, basically all the things you need to leave your house to do. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> more, <right. laughs> more, more experiences and less stuff. Yeah, things we couldn't do for so long. Um, so is this a pool of money? Is that the thinking? I know we talked about that during the pandemic too. The money that, like you say, you know, you have to leave your house to spend. We couldn't leave our house. So a lot of people had money that they hadn't spent. Is that what you think this is a result of? People have this money and they have a desire to go and do the things they haven't done. We don't actually have data yet through the second quarter of the year, but as of the first quarter of the year, when when you're talking about that pool of excess savings that Canadians built up through the pandemic, mostly due to sort of the spending vacation they were forced onto during lockdowns, we haven't necessarily seen that consumers have dipped into that yet. Uh, We may see that coming in in the coming quarters, but I think it certainly buoys consumers' confidence in, you know, booking that trip um, spending a bit more money because they do have a larger cushion than they had prior to the pandemic. Okay, a couple of things I want to ask you about that because we, we know the Bank of Canada is doing everything they can to sort of put the brakes on things, slow things down in terms of our economy. So if that's happening on one front, but consumers are spending at another on the other front, are we at cross-purposes here? How's the, how do those two things work together? 
Well, you know, we do have the bank. We expect the Bank of Canada to raise rates, actually 75 basis points next week to slow spending, slow demand and bring inflation down. And we do expect consumer spending. Uh, We published a forecast in mid-June to slow through uh, the latter half of the year and into 2023 as these higher interest rates dampen demand uh, for various interest sensitive goods, you know, housing and furniture and cars and things like that. So we we are expecting a slowing, but we think right now the momentum is pretty strong for uh, spending to continue uh, through the summer. Interesting. The other question I have is we hear so much about the labor situation in Canada right now and the way things are in terms of, you know, not enough workers. And you're talking about the industries that are having the hardest time. I think when you talk about concerts and hospitality and travel and all that sort of thing, those are the areas that seem to have the most trouble with the labor shortage. So what happens there? What kind of an impact can that have on things overall? Yeah, I mean, that is a risk in terms of to our to our forecast that, you know, as we've all experienced, we've had to become a lot more patient as we come out of the pandemic. A lot of lines, um, you know, harder to get reservations at restaurants yeah. because, you know, these are industries that had to shed workers through the pandemic and not haven't necessarily been able to hire everybody back. So there could be constraints on um, growth and services spending. Um, so that is a downside risk to our view. What about wages? Would that continue to see an escalation in wages then? We, given the tight labour market, we do expect wage growth to continue. In fact, Canada has uh, lagged the U.S. a little bit. The U.S. has seen stronger wage growth. And I think uh, we do expect that Canadian wages are uh, set to rise faster in the coming months. How unique of a situation is this, Leslie, in terms of all the different things that are going on with the pandemic and with the war and with supply chains and with the... I mean, the the list seems... I I don't remember seeing one this long when we talk about all the factors on what's happening in the economy. How unique of a situation are we going through right now? I would say it's very unique. Uh, I mean, I hate to use the most commonly used word of 2020, unprecedented, but... Much like the, you know, pandemic-driven recession in 2020 was unprecedented, the recovery from it is also unprecedented. You know, we've never restarted an economy from essentially being put on hold. And then with so much fiscal stimulus in in North America, challenges abroad, you know, a lot of the supply chain challenges are still related to pandemic issues. Um, You know, we... We haven't really been in a similar situation before. The the closest um, similarity, frankly, is the post-Second World War period. Hmm. But, you know, we don't have all of the same data for that period that we have now. So, I yeah, it is definitely an unprecedented situation, sort of this rebound from um, the shutdown. Yeah, it, it really is fascinating. Uh, Leslie, thank you so much for your time today. I appreciate you joining us.